nine rounds of golf for $90? Yep. The Minnesota Golf Passport is back and available now at garagelogic.com. As a golf passport card holder, you're entitled to nine 18 whole rounds of golf for just one low price of $90. Supplies are limited, so just go to garagelogic.com and type keyword passport. A $300 golf value for just 90 bucks. Now you got it. GarageLogic.com. Keyword passport. Fred Loney's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 485, October 26, 2020. The record high on this day was in 1955 when it was 83 degrees. Man, couldn't we use that? 16 degrees in 1962. And now. From the mayor's office. I hope you're going to get to this right away, Joe. No, I'm not. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. I'm waiting while we devise our own rules. Okay. Chris Reavers, director of social media. John Hyde in the newsroom. And occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. I gotta put this article away. You better. commissioner and keeper of common sense. Your mayor, Joe Souchere. We'll be joined by... Kendall Qualls. Shortly, he's running against Dean Phillips for the congressional seat in the third district, if I'm not mistaken. Isn't yep. that right, Chris? Yes, yes, it is. In fact, and I saw him on uh, CCO with Esme Murphy yesterday, and I, I have to tip my cap to both of them because that's got to be tricky doing a Zoom interview on live TV. <laughs> he behaved himself, didn't he? Oh, well, yeah, it was a great. It wasn't interview. like that tube and fruitcake. But it was. Great. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. Kendall Qualls is a gentleman and a scholar. I like these phony TV commentators. And by the way, I, I know I brought this oh, up before, but right. I love his radio ads that are running. Basically, it's talking about how he came from nothing, and that's what makes this country great. Because mm-hmm. I came from nothing, and I can, can be called congressman. That's just a fantastic ad. I love mm-hmm. it. Dean Phillips came from everything. Right. And can be called congressman. Right. Right. <laughs> You know, I, I had a I had a hope uh, in the back of my mind that this increase in hot rodding in downtown uh, Minneapolis, uh, not that I'm uh, sanctioning dangerous driving in an urban area, but I had this vague hope in the back of my mind that it was kind of a rejuvenation of a car culture. No. No. And, and, well, I'm getting there, boys. You don't have to interrupt me yet. <laughs> I'm not finished with my thought. <laughs> Keep talking, brother. Okay, and I'm thinking, well, this is an unlikely uh, group of young people to be car guys, but I was hoping that was the case. Well, no, 22 have been arrested now. Uh, it's guns, it's drugs, yep. it's criminal behavior, yep. it's uh, felony warrants. This isn't uh, the kids that gather in the high school parking lot to do donuts. Th- these are some bad characters. You know what else it is? It is the exact definition of Minneapolis in 2020, what you just laid out. According to the sheriff's office, this past weekend, authorities made 101 traffic stops and gave out 29 citations across the metro. 22 people were arrested, and officials recovered 12 firearms. They also reported one DUI. To be clear, these are not joyriders. See, that's what I was kind of hoping out for. They're extremely dangerous and highly destructive, the sheriff's office wrote. Over the past several weeks... Authorities have seen street racing grow more and more frequent, particularly in Minneapolis and Brooklyn Park. Groups have been seen hot rodding and drag racing, speeding down the highway and then moving locations throughout the area. In some instances, when police showed up, people threw rocks and bottles, damaging squad cars. So I withdraw any faint hope I might have had 
that these were uh, these were car guys. These aren't car guys. These are thugs. These are criminals. Well, we used to have car guys doing this as yes. early as as last summer, last fall. But no, it's it's turned into this, and it's just roving bands of uh, lunatics, idiots, and uh, ne'er do wells. <laughs> it used to be on Saturday nights. I'm going 50 years ago. Uh, loops were made through downtowns oh, by cars. Go. The I, car people. I've heard my dad t- tell this story so yeah. many times. Go yeah. ahead, do the do the route. Uh, I think it was up Seventh Street, over to Kellogg, and then back down to. Maybe Jackson, and then back up Seventh Street. It was just, but it was oh, it was happy days. It wasn't the yeah. Gunfire. See the way my my dad tells it. It's uh, Lake Street, Lake Street Bridge, up to University, down to the Capitol, back up University, through the U of M, through downtown, down to Lake Street, and then I'd just do the loop over and over and over yeah. again. I I think given the current political leadership from the salon. Uh, we'll, we have seen the last of any car shows downtown. As recently as a few summers ago, there were weekly car shows on Kellogg Boulevard, for example. I'm trying to remember, was Chris Coleman the mayor or who preceded Chris Coleman? It might have been, uh, oh, mm-hmm. the name is escaping me now. But oh, it George. That was too long ago. George is too long ago. Uh, but the, uh, the current uh, political ideology in the salon is so predisposed to being against Randy automobiles Kelly? yeah it was randy kelly probably there were great oh. car shows downtown uh and yeah. you, you'll never get them under these current administrations both uh, melvin and uh small fry uh, they don't uh, they have no well, interest they hate in cars, cars. Joe. they, well, they hate a cars. bicycle show well joe show. we're trying to combat climate change yeah i wish we could i wish it was getting warmer but Henderson did it up all summer again. Yeah, but that's and far away from the country's tallest yeah. buildings. That's God's that was country. A, another summer that you and I didn't make it down to Henderson right. for one of those. Even after drivers. I chastised both yeah, of you when I, I swung through. We know. And I'm but the I, least car guy on the show. Well, no, I'm more than rookie, but I'm the least car guy on the show aside from rookie. Where is he, by the way? Uh, family uh, family stuff. Nothing serious. He just had to run so a got creeper. The so you got the if COVID? If you didn't have no. Schoonover, you'd be a foot right now. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yes, you're right. Hitchhiking. <laughs> I'll tell you what. The uh, Shortly after you told me about him, I was aware of Henderson from other people, and it's my fault that I've never gotten there. But shortly after you mentioned it this year, I think the weather began to turn foul. No, in fact... When well, I I'm, went down, that it was the second or third last Tuesday of the month, and I dr- take the took the drive from September one, would have been September. Yeah, yeah, and I took that drive off nineteen off or, or two nineteen off one sixty nine, and it was an absolutely beautiful fall day, mm, just mm, gorgeous. Mm, mm, mm. From what I saw, Such, these bad guys doing uh, the the car stuff, the car knucklehead behavior, they had been trying to get one of those guys for months hmm. since early June. Some dude in a Hellcat that uh, had like camel paint on it, uh, and he just kept eluding them and kept eluding them. They finally got him a week or so ago, and uh, just chock full of felonies. The guy's just a really, really, really bad guy. Well, and and think of the, think of how stupid they are. 
by by doing this hot rodding, all they're doing is drawing attention to themselves. Exactly. Now it's one thing if they were just a bunch of eighteen year olds who didn't have guns, felony warrants, and drugs, and they were having fun with their cars. But these morons are practically begging people to come and arrest me, and then yeah. only to discover that they, they can compound the arrest by what they discover in the car. Yeah. These no. guys are really stupid. They need to go to the yeah. Gumption County Institute for the Criminally Incompetent. They're well, just morons. In Gumption County, as you know, we we roll under the radar. We we keep you know we keep a I lid pick on my things. spots. I pick yes. my spots. Yes, that's a perfect way of putting it. Yeah. And uh, here's a man who I really hope is going to pick his spot for a congressional seat. Kendall Qualls running against Dean Phillips in the third. Hi, Kendall. Hi, Joe. How are you? Pretty good. How's the race going? It's going well. It's going with the energy is just incredible. It's really contagious. We're out there every day, and I couldn't be more honored and humbled. I can't think of a reason why people in your district would not vote for you. You represent a tremendously positive message, a tremendously tremendously positive life history, a tremendous affection for the country. Uh, I'm not suggesting Dean Phillips does not also have an affection for the country, but yours is born of a lot of uh, trials and tribulation. You've come out the other side. Yeah, you know that that's just that's just it, Joe. It's um, you know what, what I find is every week we come into people, we run into people. It doesn't matter if they're eighteen or eighty; they'll come to me and they'll say, "You know what? This is the first time I'm having a political sign in my yard for any candidate, mm-hmm. or this first time having lunch or breakfast with a with a political candidate." And I lean over, I say, "You know what? This is the first time for me too." Yeah. What can you bring to the table that Phillips does not? Well, here's, here's what I think I bring, and what I know I bring, actually. It's this level of authenticity that, uh, you know, I'm representing everyone on the table. I, you know, I grew up, in, in order for me to grow up the way I did, I had to be independent of mm-hmm. what the narrative was in the black community and what the narrative was that, you know, we were told about white people and what I learned what the real narrative is about, you know, all people. And so, if anything, it is that living the life of, of, of this country and really understanding real people and what we, what we want to accomplish. And <clears throat> I'm not going to sugarcoat it. And this is not to bash my opponent or anything. I just tell you that um, you know, our district, third district, we voted for Hillary Clinton by nine points. So, uh, and then he was elected in the midterm, really kind of an anti-Trump message. But it wasn't a pro-Nancy Pelosi message. It, it, we, you know, he's voted 99% with Nancy Pelosi, mm-hmm. um, and he, he doesn't want anyone to know that. He, he goes bipartisan. And I tell people this. You know what? You're not going to agree with me 100% of the time when I am on the floor of the House and I make votes. You're not going to agree with all of those votes. But here's what, something I do promise. I'll make this district proud of the vote that they do cast for me as their next congressman. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a level of parts. We're not going to agree on everything. And I'm not going to try to promise and give you a, you know, a, a rose garden picture. But I think there's a point of where we all can agree to disagree and still come together as Americans. Well, let me take a stab at what I think is the biggest difference and why you're so refreshing. Phillips, and I'm willing to be corrected if I'm wrong, uh, Dean Phillips, who I do, I do not know, by the way, he seems to have embraced this leftist idea that uh, only the left knows what's best 
for a black view of America. Only the left knows. Only the left knows what's best for a black people to have a successful life in America. And you absolutely contradict that. You absolutely contradict that. You want black people to have their own life and their own challenges and their own achievements that's not brought to them by someone else. Is that? Am I on the right track? I, absolutely. And, and I'm going to say something that's going to be almost heresy in mm. politics today. You know, when, when Martin Luther King was marching um, in the six, late 60s, nearly 80% of black children were in two-parent families. Mm. So even through the worst of times of Jim Crow South and everything, we, the black community had three things. They had family, they had God, and they had this uh, eager desire for education. Mm-hmm. Today, we have none of those things, and because I believe initially the intent was to give social programs, and um, those social programs required, you know, many of those to have not the father in the home. Mm-hmm. And so what that, what that did over decades, over decades, it, it, um, it diminished fathers in the home by 10 percentage points for the last five decades. And there's no amount of social programs that will replace that idea of getting back to the roots of the family. How in God's name are we supposed to get back to that? Well, I, I, you know what? There, I, I have a plan to do that. There are people that I'm working with. In fact, I have a lunch meeting uh, later this week with a guy that runs one of the uh, great uh, charter programs in downtown Minneapolis. And it's not going to be a government solution. It is really the community, the black community. We have to embrace that going back to the roots. Here's what I call it, Joe. This is funny. I call it, you know, this is a football. So if you, you remember the, uh, when Vince Lombardi took over uh, the Green Bay Packers years ago, and then that, uh, basically his idea was getting back to the basics of what, what made us great. And for us, it is that those three, God, family, and, that educa- and education. Um, I've, been say- I've been saying for years that – a lot of this is not a lot. It's all up to black parents, uh, particularly when it comes to education. Stop telling the uh, schools to do you a favor. They're not doing you a favor. They're 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 condescending and they're disingenuous. They're making different rules. We just learned that the school district in San Diego, for example, is going to uh, if you're caught cheating, you get a second chance, and if your homework isn't in on time, you get more time. And to me, that just makes the child less than. Uh, it's it's not treating that child equally, and it drives me crazy. It's just even worse. It's it's basically this concept that black of all the minorities in this country that only black people have difficulty making it in the system, whereas we have people immigrating from Nigeria and Kenya and other African countries with their families pursuing the American dream. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's, it's, it's contradictive, and, it's, and it's, it's the leftist gone wild, if you will. Mm-hmm. So here's a, scenario, here's a scenario on that, Joe. If you think about what the Democrats have been doing for the last five decades, then it's, it's time for accountability. What they do, they, they, they say, hey, we have a program to help you. And, oh, by the way, if you want to send your kids to a charter school and you don't want to send them to this failed public school that's been failing kids for decades, no, you, you know, they stop them from enrolling their children in these charter schools. They put every impediment they can to get them, you know, get them to stay in these public schools because of the public unions. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to hold them accountable. It's really amoral. For, 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 for politicians to have their kids go into poverty, stay in poverty to perpetuity. 
it's, it's not it's not who we are as Americans. Do you have any? Do you have a debate schedule with Dean? Yeah, we we have a couple of debates. We have another invitation out that, that I, I, he's ducking and weaving um, because at the end of the day, um, when people hear about my background and my campaign, we win three out of four of the swing voters. Mm-hmm. And oh. the more that he can stay away, you know, from getting any awareness of my campaign, the better for him. Now, um, he's a great he's great at debating. He's pretty good and smooth. But at the end of the day, voters are not you know voting on a, who's the best debater. They're voting for someone they can trust, representing them and their values. Boy, I would love to see you talk to him face to face and bring up. The selling of stock on February 28th, the same day of the closed-door coronavirus uh, briefing that he had in the White House. Such, have you read this stuff? I have not. Phillips purchased as much as, and I'm not ripping people that play the stock market. If I had $255,000 of money and I could buy some stocks, I would. Uh, but he did some really uh, kind of, uh, what would you call it, Kendall, um, uh, sketchy um, sells, uh, purchases and, and sales right yeah, right after yeah. that meeting? It, it was a closed-door session on, on February 28th. Yeah. And um, that same day, it was over $600,000 of securities that were traded, oh. bought and sold. But um, what he'll say is, look, my, my securities are in a blind trust. I haven't talked to any of those guys in, in, in months or years and, you know, ever since I got in. So it's a blind trust. And, and what that was is was basically a coincidence. Well, we actually uh-huh. have a button for that, Kendall, that we play on the show. Uh, we don't know that. <laughs> yeah. 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 That sounds a little sketchy to me. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm reading this stuff, Joe, and it's very sketchy. Very sketchy. Where do you uh, got your pile? Where's your pile of money, Kendall? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, my pile of money, you know, it's um, 401k, the, the regular IRA, just like everyone else. Yeah. Uh, man, I hope it goes well for you. You're, uh, you've been delightful to get to know and to talk to, and uh, I just, uh, I can't, I can't identify anything that Dean Phillips has brought to his district uh he's remained essentially silent as far as i'm aware i don't live in that district but well i do and i we don't see him ever (laughs) yeah well you don't see omar in the fifth either right Mm -hmm. it's it's to keep a low profile joe if i can just say this one quick story on the campaign trail is great you got all the time you want we we were out uh meeting you know meeting people you know socially distancing with the mask and all that meeting people and, and uh we saw this group standing in a parking lot um, you know, with with flags and a big sign, "Welcome home, Aaron." And um, they asked, "Hey, are you Kendall Qualls?" "Yes, I am." I, Kendall Qualls, you know, and, and thanks for um, recognizing me, supporting me. But they said, "Well, I said, what are you guys doing out here?" He goes, "Well, we're, we're our nephew is coming back from Iraq. He's in the you know Minnesota National Guard, and we're we were here to surprise him with this sign." And, and so this is a group of ten family members and little kids. I said, and they they invited me to join them. I said, absolutely. So we're standing there five minutes waiting for Aaron to come. And, um, you know, I got a chance to meet all of them. I said, well, you know what? Aaron's going to come down this road. He's going to recognize all of you, but he's not going to recognize me. He's going to go like, hey, who's that black guy? (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, boy, he goes, have I been gone that long? (laughs) And he came in, and he came in, and he he greeted everybody in the parking lot and everything. And I said, hey, Aaron, how are you? I said, yeah, I'm married into the family. That we're just, we're just <laughs> 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 
<laughs> I'm your new brother-in-law. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, so we had a great time. And, uh, these people were very gracious and, and fun. And I told people, you know what, we have to get back as a, as a country, start having fun again. What's your day like? For example, what's the rest of the day like today? This is a tremendous sacrifice for you. What do you, what do you got going today? You know what? My wife and I, we have been out um, meeting people, meeting meets and greets, different events every night for the last 84 nights of the last mm. 95 days. Wow. And so we went out wow. door knocking and, and we went door knocking <laughs> out in Bloomington yesterday. Mm-hmm. Meeting a lot of great supporters out there, people sharing what's on the top of their mind. But anything, I can tell you anything that's really contagious, is that they are so much for me because my, my story is their story, and they love the idea that I'm fighting for it. Mm-hmm. So are we. If there's anything uh, more we can do, let us know. Uh, uh, well, I, listen, I hear the great, you know, the great stories and the great and the encouragement that you offer up to people that are loyal fans of yours. They say great things about what you're saying about me. I appreciate it. And, um, you know, this is, this is a historic time for us as a country. And mm-hmm. so um, I, I'm glad to be part of it and, um, you know, making history with people. You know, regardless of the outcome, um, this is what uh, Americans should be doing, getting involved in their government. Best of luck to you, sir. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Kendall Qualls. Vote for Kendall in the 3rd District. That would be my it's, advice. It- his story is everybody's story, uh, you know. Even though he came from a different part of the country, he's gone through everything that every everybody else who believes in the American dream has done. He's he's just wonderful. And I, rags to riches. And I, you know, yeah, I I, you know. I don't think it's understated just how much growth the third district has seen since the last census. I mean, I was just looking it up as you were talking to him i mean the population this was an estimate from 20 when was our last census joe help me out here uh, well we just had one well, well but no, the one more, more recently because probably one, 2016 okay anyway it's it's setting the population at just under seven hundred and twenty-five thousand. in that and there's no way it's that low i mm-hmm. guarantee it's in it's it's got to be north of a million now mm-hmm. but the message he has is so gl oh it is it's just so GL that he doesn't he doesn't want to be beholden to keepers. Does that make sense? He's yes. he's his own man. He's his own man, and uh, he's going to reject uh, much of what the salon has decided should be good for him. No, he's decided all his life what would be good for him, and he's made it, made it, and he's got beautiful family and kids and and. Uh, He's had a great life, and, and he'll be the first to tell you that there's no other country in the world where he could have pulled that off. And the only thing I worry about is what he said is in, the, in that Dean Phillips really doesn't want to debate him uh, uh, because he well, knows if he scared. opens his mouth, yeah. he's going to say yeah. something dumb. Well, well, he's got nothing to offer except bromides, where Kendall Qualls has what he can offer is a real-life story. No kidding. And how that story can impact him representing other people who we knows perfectly well have shared the same story. And Dean is, Dean is uh, again, Dean might be a hail fellow well met. I don't know him. I have really no interest in having him on the air because I, I, I'm, I'm just not his cup of tea, nor is he mine. And uh, that's why this show has developed an attachment to Lacey Johnson and Kendall Qualls and our buddy Strominger in St. Paul, who's 
laying in the weeds, I'm afraid. It'd, it'd be nice. Yeah. Uh, we're a fact-based show, or at least you claim we are. So April 2nd, 2012, according to Google, is the last time we had a uh, publicly available okay. census. Okay. Okay. All right. Now, uh, I hope this week we also get to speak with Lacey Johnson. Yes, uh, I, uh, that will happen. That will happen. We also have been approached by Tyler Kistner's people. He's running against Angie Craig. And oh. I, would, I would love to talk to Tyler. So, yeah. uh, Chris, you have all that information now. I do, I do. And you can, you can arrange that for whenever you want this week, as uh, we look forward, by the way, to a warming trend approaching us later this week. Boy, do we need that, too. With a high on Halloween, maybe as high as 55. Oh, 55. You know what the record oh. for Halloween is? No. 83 degrees in 1950. Wouldn't wow. that have been fun? Wow. 83. Wow. I'd like to say I remember that, but I don't. And the other nice thing to look forward to is it's daylight savings, so we lose an extra hour. Oh, my word. Oh, my word. (laughs) Is that what? Oh, already? That's this Saturday night. This Saturday night we fall back? Yes, we do. Oh, poop. (laughs) You almost said a naughty word. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Don't be saving that stuff, Larry. I've got a lot of COVID thoughts today, but they're of a different nature than the general run-of-the-mill things we've been talking about. Uh Uh, I think when we return, we have to uh, explore what can only be considered the outrage of uh, Gavin Newsom, the governor of California. When I, I will, I will. It's I will hard sh- to be outraged right. when it's like it's like being outraged at the Three Stooges. He's right. such an idiot. He's just so <laughs> dumb. Which one is he? He's Larry Moore or Curly? Yeah, I don't know which one. The above. But he has gone completely off the deep yeah. end, as you will note here in just a moment. University of Garage Logic, 98. College of Self-Esteem, zip, nada, nothing. Here's Joe Suchere. So I'm getting a lot of great feedback, boys, uh, from people and fellow GLers that have tried Harmony Spirits, including Brandon. And uh, I also got this note from Jim with Harmony Spirits saying that School of the Wise in Victoria is now carrying their products, which is good news for Chris Reavers because Victoria is very close to my neck of the woods. And they plan on doing a tasting there sometime this fall at the store, and I will absolutely mention that when they finalize that date. But they've got a number of great tastings also at Total Wine and more. They had one on Saturday and one coming up this Friday. Check out their website and their Twitter account, at Harmony Spirits on Twitter and HarmonySpirits.net is their website where you can find hours of that beautiful tasting room down in Harmony, Minnesota. But here's what they would really, really, really like you to do. Just go into your local liquor store like Brandon did in Victoria and ask for Harmony Spirits by name. That will get them in the door and then get that beautiful bottle right to your door. Let them know, of course, at Harmony that you heard about them right here on the Garage Logic Podcast. All right, we've gone over. We've jumped the shark. Gavin Newsom has jumped the shark. All right. (laughs) He has pole vaulted over the line that separates good government from tyranny, and he has essentially canceled Thanksgiving, uh, which is not completely accurate, uh, but he has made it. He's going to try to make it very difficult to celebrate Thanksgiving if you follow his new rules. I'm reading a piece by a columnist named... Uh, Rich Maneri uh, from Philadelphia. He's an author, professor of journalism at Asbury University in Kentucky. And it's a piece called A Strange Thanksgiving Coming to California. Newsom is mandated 
that all Thanksgiving celebrations be held outdoors. What? Provided only three households are represented in the gathering. Oh, sure, sure. And you have to have masks and social distancing. And uh, it may last for two hours or less. Right. And this guy writes, I know what you're thinking. What about Uncle Al? He's annoying, somewhat inappropriate, and he always stays too long. He needs to use the bathroom. Fear not, the governor has an answer. Attendees may go inside to use restrooms as long as their restrooms are frequently sanitized. (laughs) (laughs) Well, my Uncle Al actually is a real person, and my Uncle Al taught me as I think I I was four years old when Uncle Al taught me how to pee outside. So (laughs) we've got that one covered. (laughs) Just so we're all on the same page, after Uncle Al uses the facilities, the cleaning crew crew needs to go in, disinfect, and repaint. If necessary. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Uh, There's another quote from the rules. Everyone at a gathering should frequently wash their hands with soap and water or use hand sanitizer if soap and water are not available. A place to wash hands or hand sanitizer must be available for for participants to use. Also discourage your singing, chanting, and shouting. <laughs> All right. Uh, there's a lot of <laughs> chanting and shouting at our Thanksgiving, so we, we won't stop that. Well, when I was a kid, the, the family used to sing. I come from a very musical f- family, so the guitars and pianos and fiddles and everything would come out, and we'd, we'd have a hootenanny, basically, a Thanksgiving hootenanny. <laughs> For the mathematically challenged, there's this. Gatherings may occur in outdoor spaces that are covered by umbrellas, canopies, awnings, roofs, and other shade structures provided that at least three sides of the space, or 75%, are open to the outdoors. <laughs> Seating must provide at least six feet of distance in all directions, front to back and side to side, between different households. To be safe, bring a tape measure and preferably a nephew who's majoring in math at Caltech. And do you remember how you always pass that big bowl of mashed potatoes around the dinner table? Nope. Oh, yeah. Forget it. No. What? Uh, Gavin's what? not allowing that. Shared items should not be used during a gathering. As much as possible, any food or beverage at outdoor gatherings must be in single-serve disposable containers. Must be. Oh, mm-hmm. must mm-hmm. be. Mm-hmm. My what if my family doesn't follow these rules as we're sitting there on Laguna Beach? There won't be much time for regaling your guests with post-feast storytelling or even dessert. You need to keep it short. Two hours maximum, the governor says, then it's everyone out. If you have lingerers, do what a friend of mine does when he decides the party's over and wants everybody to leave. Start cleaning up. You can even put up the chairs. They'll get the hint. If not, and I hate to resort to this, but rules are rules, you might have to get physical. I don't see anything wrong with hiring a bouncer for a couple of hours to clear out the riffraff. Wow. Yes, in a state where only House Speaker Nancy Pelosi can still get a rinse and a blowout, the taxpaying California citizens have to celebrate Thanksgiving in the backyard. I'm not sure how California plans on enforcing what it calls mandatory requirements for all gatherings. Uh, The consolation here, the consolation here is that this will be unanimously ignored. I I have to think. You're reading a comedic piece, and I'm reading a straight piece that's just as funny. Uh, Face coverings, you can remove them briefly to eat. Right, thank uh, you. (laughs) As long as you stay six feet away from everybody. Here, Chris, you'll like this. Face coverings can also be removed to meet urgent medical needs. For example, to use an inhaler or to take medication. Or what if you're choking? If you're feeling lightheaded or if you're choking on a chunk of pork. Isn't that something? (laughs) 
<laughs> it's just amazing. I, he is getting a pushback from all angles oh, here. He is. Everybody's he, coming at him. Comedian Rob Schneider tweeted the following, Dear Emperor Gavin Newsom, during our allotted three family limit this Thanksgiving, if my aunt comes over, can I throw her a slice of turkey from the window? Uh, we promise not to sing. We will all just whisper instead. Yeah. Wow. Boy, in GL, in GL, uh, the rules are completely different for Thanksgiving. <laughs> what do we got? What do we? Well, got? for example, if uh, somebody at the long table picks up a hunk of meat and sails at the length of the table, mm-hmm. it's the job of someone else at the table to raise their hands like a referee and say it's up and it's good <laughs> as it lands in the plate of whoever was intended to be thrown now, to. Now, Joe, what if that? Uh, what if it, it goes off foul, like when a puck goes over the glass? Yeah. Do we? Do we abide by the three-second rule in GL? If it no, hits the, the dog floor? is there to eat it up. The dog's right there. <laughs> the dog, the, the dog is right there. <laughs> the dog is right there. It's also, you have to assign uh, the job to a kid uh, that to place the whoopee cushion under Aunt Agnes wherever she happens to sit. So that's that kid's job. He has okay. to follow her around yep. and get that whoopee cushion there under there. Uh, there will be a loud chanting and singing. I, I, I don't know oh, what there will be, be chanting, but we'll have okay. loud chanting and singing and talking. And uh, uh, given that this is Minnesota, we ain't putting up no tent in the backyard. We'll be in the house. We'll be in it's the just, house just that has a furnace. And keep it I can mind. see it now. It's going to be the women just talking up a blue streak at, at volume levels up around 90 to 95 decibels. So the guys retire to the shop or the garage or the basement or wherever. And and what has happened for the last 100 years in GL will happen again this year. And also, when it comes to sharing out of the same bowl, sometimes we just both dig into the same bowl. Uh, what the hell? <laughs> Why not? When it gets right. towards the end of the dressing and you're fighting for the last bit of it with the guy across the table, you both got your tools in your hand and you're going at it right out of the same bowl. And wasn't it also on Thanksgiving in the Sushery home where was it one of your uncles was just looking for that one more? Ice cold yeah. beer. Well, it was Uncle Paul and Uncle Jimmy. And uh, they put on uh, such a festival of plate management that it was truly a wonder to behold. And Uncle Jimmy invariably would have his cigarette going in an ashtray next to his plate. So he'd be wolfing down, he'd be wolfing down the groceries, then take a hit off his heater. And, and uh, the you know, room was full of smoke, and people are crying and laughing and shouting and screaming. And then they'd go back, and it was, a, it was a miracle of construction mechanics to see them bring a plate back that was heaped about three feet high with every considerable, every conceivable thing that was on the table. And they'd go in two and three helpings. And then, and then as things began to, uh, to get cleaned, as the cleaning force took over, sure. Jimmy and Paul would suddenly disappear. Right. And you'd find them in a completely different room on a different level, both snoring. <laughs> now, but through sitting some... Upright, sitting through, upright, sitting yes, upright with their head but, back and their mouth wide open. <laughs> but through some reptilian uh, uh, dynamic deep in their brains, they always knew when to wake up for the dessert. And then yeah. the heaping would begin again. And then Paul <laughs> invariably would say, I think I just need one more ice cold beer <laughs> and then so there he'd be eating you know pie with a beer going jimmy had the heater going in the ashtray and it was the damnedest thing you've ever seen but th- that was thanksgiving people that was thanksgiving yeah. that ain't no gavin newsom thanksgiving now at gl thanksgiving is a pre-dinner 
pickle snatching allowed. You know how the side dishes make their way to the table before oh, the yeah. rest of the main oh, course? Yeah. Yeah. And you just kind of stroll by and just quickly and quietly grab two or three pickles out of the bowl as you stroll yeah. by. Are we still doing that? Yeah, but I learned my lesson because I ate a piece of, uh, what the hell is that stuff called? It's glass. Glass. Uh, it was glass. Glass is usually glass. So no, it, it was looked glass. like a looked like a fruit or something. I bit into it was glass. It was uh, what's that called? Like a Jello mold or what are you talking no, about? No, no, there was a name for it. Uh, glass. Cranberries. Glass. No, it. it and I, you know, I had to spit it out in the sink, and I thought, "Oh my God, I'm gonna bleed to death!" And, and uh, so it well, was that's decorative. what you get for eating that. That's the third wax something... apple he's eaten this week. <laughs> it was decorative then. Yeah, it was decorative. It's, that's as bad as Sid eating a thousand potpourri? island thousand island soup. Oh, was you it potpourri, potpourri? I'm thinking of. Yeah, potpourri. Yeah, you you did eat chips. potpourri. I thought it was food. <laughs> yep. You know, and it's always a lot of times it was FHB. You know what that means? No, what's that? No, what family hold back. Ah, oh, yeah. in case you had too many ants show up and there might not have been enough, it was but the FHB sign went out. Family had to hold back, and so you'd you get a little hungry. How do you? You can't blame a guy for eating the potpourri. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You were actually part of a family that ne- that was worried that there might not be enough food. Well, no, there were just sometimes like if strangers would show up and oh. you weren't anticipating okay. them, okay. You, you couldn't turn them away. So the FHB sign went out, the high sign went out. Because we yeah. would routinely make enough food that you would you would have to bring a truck just to bring leftovers home. Well, trust me, that invariably was the case. But there sure. occasionally, occasion maybe maybe FHB was more generally used at non holiday dinners ah, maybe okay. you were having something going in the backyard and all of a sudden you know the schwartzes show up and you got to feed them so you go fhb you got gotcha. a family had to hold back gotcha. you know? yeah but and california uh, leads the country in coronavirus cases they're uh, they're kicking the rest of our asses <laughs> now, now gavin newsom by the way he's the same one that lowered the uh the 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 penalty for uh, uh under uh, what was the uh what was the deal that we uh passed a couple of weeks ago where if you had sex with the minor, uh, yeah, he signed was, off on that. It was bill. now no longer going to be a felony, correct? Right, right. Same guy. Oh, there's a long list of things this knucklehead has done, um, including power outages. And what else, Joe? I, I love the fact that they have power outages, but he's pushing this electric car thing so yeah. vehemently. Let's go through this uh, one at a time to 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 examine the folly. Okay, it's California. Maybe you can get away with it having it outside. In fact, uh, in many cases, that'd be preferable. Yeah. On an 80-degree day, I think it'd sure. be fun to have Thanksgiving dinner outside. That's fantastic. unknown to us as Minnesotans. Yeah. But yeah. provided only three households are represented, well, that makes no sense. What if it's three households of 18 people each? Right. In other words, right. if he's trying to limit numbers, what is three right. households proof? It doesn't do a right. damn thing. Why not two households? I'm surprised he hasn't narrowed it down to the number of people who can attend. Uh, Actually, you're right, yeah. Um, but, but I see what he's saying with three households because my in-laws, they will routinely uh, pick up and invite random strangers, people the rest of the family has never met before. So there's always a stranger or two at the table. Everyone at a gathering should frequently wash their hands. What does frequently mean? Well, uh, What does that mean? It- every, every five minutes? How about just after you go pee, and then only if you pee accidentally pee in your hands? Otherwise, you're. Good. I guess you should wash your hands. Wipe them on your pants. Hands. Right. You're good to go. Uh, why? Why is it that uh, 
three sides of the outdoor space must be open or 75% are open to the outdoors, but seating must provide six feet distance in all directions, front to back, side to side, between different households. <laughs> what, what is that accomplishing? Do you, do you have like ape arms? My, my arms yeah. aren't long enough to pass the potatoes to somebody six feet away. In our, in our, the way we've been handling COVID in, the, uh, in my family is that we all consider ourselves in the same bubble. Yes, because we're together frequently, and yeah. uh, and we don't. Yesterday, the usual gang of freeloaders was over here, and yeah, and we weren't six feet apart. We were all sitting no. around the dining room table. Yeah, it's all for one and one for all. If one goes down, we all go down. Yeah. And how about this? Uh, shared items should not be used during a gathering. Well, that's utter nonsense. What does that demonstrate? Please pass the mashed potatoes. And then there's a big spoon in the mashed potato bowl, and you take right. your glob of it, and you hand it yeah. to the next person, and they take the spoon that's in the mashed potatoes, and they get their glob of it and go around. What are we supposed to do? Put all these little Tupperware containers? Right. What a bunch of... I, I, I I'm getting mad so. now. I'm getting mad now. See, and the rule at my house, the last person to get the taters is the one that he gets to lick the spoon. Absolutely. <laughs> so that's how that works. We keep Absolutely. You way. know what's going to be hilarious is in a couple weeks when he gets busted for having you know, 75 people at his house for Thanksgiving, and that photo is going to surface online. Mm-hmm. How do you, just as an aside, Suits, a question for you. Your potatoes and your gravy and your corn. How do you how do you work that out on your plate? I'm a not I'm a, I'm not a gravy guy. I don't take gravy. I don't, like gravy. I don't like gravy. I don't like gravy. I guess but halfway I think through nothing. that question, I re, I, re, I remember that because here's what the true um, plate management um, specialists do. We 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 put the big spoonful of mashed potatoes down. Then we take the spoon and we turn that mashed potato into a bowl. Absolutely. And then you I think fill nothing that of bowl. filling that. I, f- I think of nothing with, of filling that potato bowl with the corn. Exactly. Then yeah. you put the corn in, and then yeah. and then the gravy goes over the top. Yeah, I don't do the gravy. I don't do the gravy. Well, that's that's semi. I, that's borderline communism. But you know, to each yeah. Their own. No, I know. I'll let you. I know. I'll let you I know. And tell me this: uh, he's allowed two hours. Well, why not one hour and fifty minutes? Why not two hours and twenty minutes? What? This makes no sense. You're talking about a virus that can only be microscopically seen, smaller than a human hair. And this thing is in the air now. It's in the United States. It's in our lives. And what these rules are absolutely outrageous. They're outrageous. And again, the only consolation I can come up with is that this guy's got to be the laughing stock of the state right now. No one's going to abide by this. He is. Two hours, Such. that's about the time, two to three hours after the meal, that's when you start thinking dessert, right? Absolutely. Yeah, it's usually two to three hours. Yeah. Now, in the meantime, in the meantime, this moron cannot keep enough electricity on in this state for you to even cook a Thanksgiving dinner. Right. Yeah. You're cooking over the fire pit. Uh, A large part of California was without power today as utilities sought to prevent the chance of their equipment sparking wildfires while the fire-weary state was buffeted by powerful winds. Uh, More than a million people are expected to be in the dark during what officials have said could be the strongest wind event in California this year. And uh, let me tell you something. This is the same guy who wants to mandate electric cars. Where are you going to plug them in, Gavin, you moron? 
You can't. You know why you can't. You want. You know why you got to turn the fire off. Why? Just, I mean, turn the, turn the power off. Why? Uh, let me read uh, this. Uh, 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 remember when media outlets like BBC were casting shade on President Donald Trump for placing the blame for out-of-control West Coast fires on forest mismanagement? Right. It looks like NBC News just admitted that the president may have been right about forest mismanagement, yeah. yet the outlet still tried to pin some of the blame on climate change. NBC News published a story admitting that decades of mismanagement led to choked forests. Now it's time to clear them out, fire experts say. NBC News immediately tried to throw the eco-spin on their own admission. As climate change continues to fuel dry conditions in the American West, many experts say it's long past time to shift the focus back to managing healthy forests that can better withstand fire and add to a more sustainable future. Uh... Uh, according to Forbes magazine, on September 13th, California's leading forest scientists say that fire suppression and the accumulation of wood fuel, not climate change, are what's made California fires more intense. It's not just allowing the dead wood and brush to accumulate for decades that is a problem. It's also the lack of clear-cutting along the high-voltage power distribution lines. California go. won't allow the power companies to clear out under their lines. So when high winds blow, the branches arc with the wires and sparks fly, starting fires just like you did as a Boy Scout using a flint and a piece of metal. That's yeah. why every year the entire country says, oh, it's fire season in California. Why just in California and the West Coast states? Poor forest management. Jordy alerted me to that. Of course that's the problem. California has burned since the beginning of time. Only now it's worse because environmental regulations have prevented the utility companies from doing what they can. We've had forest management experts on this show who said, we know how to manage forests. We're just not allowed to. They're not allowed to. Mm Mm-hmm because of too many rules and regulations. So rather than address the most pressing problem in his state, Newsom is worried about how many people can share what food at an outdoor Thanksgiving table. It's, it's just amazing to me. It's just bleeping amazing. Well, I know this year at our family, we are not going to share straws. So you're not going to hear, pass the straw. Yeah. So you're not, that's, that's a big step for us. It really is. Are you one of those people that if I said, uh, please pass the salt, you'd pass the salt and the pepper? Uh, I would, because they belong together. Uh, see, that, that irritates me. And I, I no, say, Such, they belong together. You can't have the pepper on one end and the salt on the other. However, both the families that I go to th- Thanksgiving with, there's multiple salt and peppers on the table. And sometimes, I think it's my mother who gets really fancy, and you each have your own little personal, oh, small, boy. elegant salt and pepper shake. Oh, that's you know, fantastic. Never, that's never fantastic. Enough. I had a, uh, a relative, that I'll go nameless, who would routinely host when I was younger. And when she saw you add pepper to anything, she gave you that look. Mm-hmm. Oh, Oh, is that not up to your standards? Mm-hmm. Oh. Although it was it was silence, it was silence, but she'd give you that look. You oh, know, it was always uncomfortable. I'd kind yeah. of then just put it back. I wonder if Walls will take a page from Newsom and weigh oh. in on Thanksgiving. Oh. I would be shocked if he didn't. Really? Oh, he absolutely he will. In yesterday's COVID story in the Pioneer Press, we learned that he does not plan any new restrictions. Well, isn't that nice of him? Mm-hmm. Well, I continue to just struggle and struggle and struggle with what's in it for these guys like Newsom to be this arcane and this power. odious. It's well, power. I, 
It's control. I guess, I guess I'm naive. I guess I'm naive. Who who would want that kind of power? Or right down to the point where you're going to tell people that the potatoes and the dressing have to be in individual containers just, for each person at the table. We just talked about it with Kendall Qualls. It's these people that want to control your life, Joe. <laughs> they don't want to be useful. They want to be important. But this is so far beyond that, Reavers. I mean, this is just, it's, it's ludicrous. It's so far beyond. Mm-hmm. Six feet apart? How many how many family Thanksgivings have to break out the card table or convert the coffee table into seating for the kids? Oh, Six there's always apart, the big people's it? table and the kids' table. Yeah, right. that, that that bleep ain't gonna happen anywhere. No. no. <laughs> and uh, speaking of uh, Governor Walls, and you know, we, we I think we talked about this last week that we were going to start a file. Uh, this is just breaking. Chino Latino, a staple of Uptown Minneapolis, for the last two decades announced that it's closing its doors for good today. Really? So yeah. there you go. And that was one of the most popular establishments in Uptown. They're saying, nope, not worth it anymore. Well, they, they, we'll they, see they, you later. You, you can't count on outdoor dining to save you in this state. Nope. You, you get five months at the most to be outdoors. Nope. And when we are outdoors, we're the most outdoor seating people in the world. We'll sit in the alley next to the dumpster. Yes, we will. To sit outside. But it's not a level playing field. I mean, I've said it a million times. you got to let the market decide who stays open and who doesn't. Get rid of all of these asinine restrictions. And, you know, everybody knows about the disease. We all know what it takes and to prevent it. Just let the market decide. My God, you're killing these businesses. Well, here's a contri- contribution from uh, frequent contributor Downing. By the way, uh, if you're looking for a good pumpkin uh, at a reasonable price, Downing sells pumpkins. I suppose uh, the uh, well, I always give him a plug you're every year. You're pulling a rookie. He, he sells you pumpkin. Sound, I, I get nothing for this. I get you nothing. You sound like for this. me doing DK Mags right. ads. If you're looking for a good firearm, you want at a nice a pumpkin price. I can get you a pumpkin. <laughs> He sells them under the Highland Water Tower on weekends. So okay. uh, oh, I suppose he'd be open this maybe even this Thursday, Friday, of course, Saturday. And he brings just a huge wagon load of good pumpkins down from Bram, Minnesota. So there's his plug. In any event, malignant idolists and the harmful effects of lockdown fatigue have me thinking of this oft-quoted aphorism. A ship in harbor is safe, but that is not what ships are built for. Humans are not meant to sit still. We climb the mountain because it's there. We want to know what's across the ocean. We go to the moon. We plan for a trip to Mars. Heck, just last week we poked an asteroid just to find out what it's made of. Yes, a ship in harbor is safe, but that's not what ships are built for. And men and women are not built for malignant idleness. Now, could it be, because I had this conversation yesterday with a fellow, with my brother, could it be that too many people are enjoying this could it be that too many people just don't want to do anything and therefore we're taking this day after day after day we're taking the fact that the schools aren't open we're taking the fact that the restaurants are shut we're taking these 50 percent capacities or 25 percent capacities we're just taking it and taking it and taking it and so we remain a ship in a safe harbor but that's not what ships are built for we're not built for this do you know anybody that's taking it? Uh, I can't think of anybody in my life. I hate malignant. I I can't do it. Well, I, I will I, say I, this. I can't sit around on a Sunday, you guys. I was busy all day yesterday because I can't sit bleeping still. Well, I, no, uh, you're 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 drawing a distinction with a tremendous difference. 
What? Of, of course, we're, you could be busy in your own shop or uh, you know, doing whatever you have to do uh, in your you personal just mean life. Working. Working. Yeah. That, isn't, okay. that isn't the same as you can't go to a concert, you can't go to a restaurant, oh, you can't you. even go to church, right. for God's sakes. And I will, I will say this, Kenny. I know a number of people that work in the service industry, and early on during this pandemic, they were more than cool getting a check from the government, sitting at home, and doing nothing for weeks. Oh, that, I've been on un- unemployment a few times in my life, and I just hate it. Hate it. Yep. I, I never have been. That. I never have oh, been. It's what just can I do worth, for you? It just makes you feel worthless. I can go to church? Around. I'm being told I can go to church. <laughs> I know you did. I know you did. You're tired of my lies. <laughs> I'm not lying. Huh? Not, not, yeah, but. This is so great. Yes, I have. I have. Okay, thank you. You got to get a lock, Sooch. I got to shut the door. It's, I got to do something. This is just, just a this minute. What, ma'am? The only way to save the Republican Party is to vote for Biden? And what? <laughs> and what? Start the Republican Party all over? Yes, okay. You know that. Well, there's, there is a theory there. I, I grant you that. <laughs> no more what? Turn it up. Turn the mic. I'm afraid she's going to cuss. Goodbye. You have to leave now, please. Go away, please. You have to go away now. I am the voice of sanity. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> what? We are not going to cast each other's vote out. We're not going to cancel each okay. other's vote out. Okay, all right. I agree. We're not going to. All right, goodbye now. Hello? Oh, suit. I'm going to be on every day. You no, you're not going to be on every day. <laughs> 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 I can't think about people, about dogs in the way. Hey, hey, hey. I can't hear you. About what? <laughs> okay, send it to me again. I'll read it. Send it to me again. Huh? I will. If you send it to me again, I'll read it. I, th- I like that piece. Send it to it, me again. It, uh, Such. What? Uh, is she gone? No, it, it might be. She's lurking out here. It might be time for you to go back to the station. I was I just going to so. ask, so we'll see you here so. tomorrow? <laughs> I think so. You know, it was I almost think, as yeah. good, too, that, um, you know, when she used to have the hotline number and say, well, I'm not listening, but. Yeah. <laughs> well, let me, she did send me something over the weekend that was, I thought it was good. Sure. Let me read it. I'll read it. She, she's challenging me to read this on the air. All right. Uh-huh. Don't sit down and get comfortable here. <laughs> there is no literature or poetry in this White House. No music, no Kennedy Center Award celebrations. There are no pets in this White House. No loyal man's best friend. No socks to family cat. No kid science fairs. No times when this president takes off his blue suit, red tie uniform and becomes human, except when he puts on his white shirt and khaki pants uniform and hides from Americans to play golf. There are no images of the first family enjoying themselves together in a moment of relaxation. No Obamas on the beach in Hawaii moments or Bushes fishing.
fishing in Kennebunkport, no Reagans on horseback, no Kennedys playing touch football on the Cape. I was thinking the other day of the summer when George H. couldn't catch a fish and all the grandkids made signs and counted the fishless days, and somehow, even if you didn't like GHB, you got caught up in the joy of a family that loved each other and had fun. Where did that country go? Where did all the fun and joy and expressions of love and happiness go? We used to be a country that did the ice bucket challenge and raised millions for charity. We used to have a president who calmed and soothed the nation instead of dividing it, and a first lady that planted a garden instead of ripping one out. We are rudderless and joyless. We have lost the cultural aspects of society that make America great. We have lost our mojo, our fun, our happiness, the cheering on of others, the shared experience of humanity that makes it all worth it, the challenges and the triumphs that we shared and celebrated, the unique can-do spirit Americans have always been known for. We have lost so much in so short a time. Elaine Griffin Baker. Uh, to that, I would add that much of that is exacerbated. Uh, all of what she said is fairly true when you think about the activities in this White House. But I, I would also contend that much of that malaise is exacerbated by the damn COVID virus. Uh, yeah, I disagree with everything. <laughs> Just a minute. What? Goodbye. I'm not getting a dog. Yeah. God. You're going to have to put a lock on that door. We have to get uh, a COVID dog. The White House should get a COVID dog. I, I contend that everything they brought up, it, if, if Trump, in fact, did that, if Trump went fishing, if Trump cut brush, if Trump went horseback riding, if they showed Trump and his family doing something, he would be roundly criticized. It doesn't matter what Trump does, he is criticized. It just right. so happens his deal is golf. He loves golf. Well, it just happens uh, that I know a guy who's passionate about golf, and if he could, he'd be on the course 10 hours a day, but he fell down and broke his ankle because he's about 100 years old, so he can't <laughs> play golf every day. I mean, the one thing that he likes to do, he's criticized for. Every His wife, she's all she's doing is upgrading and changing the garden. She's not tearing it out and putting a parking lot in. Yeah. No, I disagree a... with everything that piece said. Okay. I, no, that's fine. I just... Uh... I know you were. I know why you were reading it. I think I was under duress there. Yeah, yes, yeah. I, you were. You I were. I, but I, I, I just, I couldn't let it go. No, I know that's fine. That's the, cool. The left will not let him recreate. He can't do any of those things publicly. I mean, my God, they rip his kid. Mm -hmm. You know. And at least, Joe, you, you're, you're comforted to know that um, while you were getting the third degree, um, Kenny and I just kind of sat back and allowed it to happen without intervening. Whatsoever. Yeah, you really, uh, you, you really weren't very helpful. Uh, she is a fast talker, man. It, you mm -hmm. can't get in a word. Oh, anymore. not a bit. Boy, not a just, bit. You just sit back and let it happen. Not a bit. <laughs> well, I told you, uh, I rode the bus with her to the state fair, and what is that, a five-minute ride? By the yeah. end of that, I was I was writing a check to Hillary Clinton. <laughs> I didn't even know I was doing it. <laughs> like, where do, where do I sign? Who do, how much? Yeah, I'll pay. <laughs> Say, we have verified this. Sunday, November 1st, uh, that's going to be this coming Sunday, mm -hmm. is the last day to deliver full carcasses for deer processing at Spencer Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats in Hugo. Uh that 2,500-square-foot edition is going to be uh, starting on, on November 9th. But this Sunday, 
November 1st is the last day to deliver full carcass deer processing at Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats in Hugo. And when you're there, of course, you'll load up on the brats and the steaks and the tomahawk steaks and the patties and the jerky and the salmon and the chicken and the bacon and the ham. Oh, it's just fantastic. It's meatertainment right there on the Highway 61 at the north end of Hugo. It's Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats. I thank them. They've been with uh, the Garage Logic podcast almost from day one of the podcast, which is just a little more than two years ago now. It's been a, a tremendous uh, success for Grunhofer's and a tremendous discovery for GLers. So, uh, and deer hunters, keep it in mind. I guess it would be bow hunters, huh, Kenny? Yes, yeah. Uh, Sunday, yep. uh, this coming Sunday, is the last day to deliver full carcass for deer processing. At Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats, it's right at the north end of Hugo uh, in downtown Forest Lake, right on Highway 61. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Sushiro. Another satisfied customer, gentlemen. This is from Christy, who wrote to Julie with the Chill Boys. She said, hey, thank you so much. We are faithful listeners of Garage Logic, and that's where we learned about the Chill Boys. We were at a gathering with our neighbors, hopefully outside, according to Gavin Newsom, and our neighbor had a pair of bamboo boxers on. That sealed the deal for me, and I ordered my husband to pair. Thank you for supporting Garage Logic, and thanks for helping to make my husband excited about underwear. Thank you, Christy. And uh, what she did is she went to chillboys.com and placed her order, and I'm going to guarantee you right now that if her order was over $40, it shipped fast and free, as do all orders throughout the entire United States. Yes, Joe. Uh, correspondent Kelsey has a million-dollar idea, and it's a pretty good one. All right. Why don't the guys at Chill Boy start making face masks? Wouldn't that material be quite a bit more comfortable than what other masks are being made from? That's a good Not idea. Not to mention the fact that their logo on a face mask would eventually would essentially be a walking billboard for all their products. Well, I can tell you this. Kevin I listens. forwarded that to you. Why Beautiful. don't you forward it to the people at Chill Boys? I will. Well, the thing is, Kevin uh, listens every day, so he's probably hearing that right now and saying, that's a hell of an idea. Mm-hmm. Chillboys.com, please make your order. Now. What do you think? They're idiots, you guys? Come on. They're businessmen. They thought about that. They, they probably, probably thought got about it way. and decided that, A, they're either going to do it, or B, it was not cost effective. There you go. To do yeah. it. I have no idea. And C, they're never taking business advice from the three of us ever That's again. true. Why would they? Chillboys.com, when you place your order, let them know that you heard about it on GL. Hold on, Such, here a second. I just found you in my contacts and then i found her right next to you in my contacts and she is now successfully blocked okay i'm safe from your cp anyway Ooh. i just blo- i just blocked her good my good cell job. phone because i am so frightened right good job now. i am yeah, so welcome scared. to my world Jeez. wow you know what she did have a i'm point. like a walenda i'm like a one of the walenda people walking a tightrope all the time do i dare bring up the fact that i think she had a good topic idea i, I would love to explore what the current climate, political climate, and I mean in-depth explore, what it's done to both parties. Because the the Democrats are so outrageously far to the left, and the Republicans, as far as I can see, have just dissolved, and it's now the Trump party. Right, it's just uh, the party of Trump. 
Yeah, and, and it would be a lot of fun to talk about that, but I, I'm worried we, maybe we should wait till after the election. Republicans used to worry about things like the debt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The deficit. And that, yeah, and you know, and then we had another question while we were away there. We took a bit of an extended break, and we were talking about promises delivered, promises made on the campaign trail, and the the amount the which president has delivered the most. And I couldn't find a general. That's going to take some homework. That's going to take right. some homework. But I did find one just talking about President Trump, and President Trump has d- uh, delivered a lot. I mean, mm-hmm. a lot. But one of them that he has not delivered is the the debt. Mm-hmm. You know, the the debt. It's not even discussed. No, by either of them. Right. Yeah. Well. Here, here was my question, and I didn't want to ask this because I knew this was going to come up, so I didn't bring it up during the break. How much, oh, how should I phrase this? How much of not getting things accomplished is due to the fact that all politics now are partisan? You know what I'm saying? Like Quite a bit. Even Quite if bit. Trump yeah. wanted to yeah. erase the deficit, right. how much of it is people just getting in his way? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he promised tax cuts. He gave us that. Uh, Paris Climate Deal delivered. Reshaping the judiciary, oh, a lot of lefties hate him for that. Yeah. Uh, he has not been able to deal on replacing or um, to get any progress done with replacing Obamacare. Uh, the border wall thing has turned out into a fiasco. Bombing ISIS, my God, the guy is above and beyond getting terrorists. Mm-hmm. He's really good, and we got more terrorists over the weekend, but you wouldn't know it from watching and listening to the mainstream media. They mm-hmm. don't talk about that at all. The Israel, oh, the thing with Israel, it, it's just so wonderful. Again, never talk about it. Israeli passenger flights are now flying to the Arab Emirates countries. That's unheard of. That's amazing. Yeah. We've been waiting for this forever. And you know the other thing, too, the, the, the second stimulus deal. Is that just being pushed back and pushed back to once we get to November 4th? Probably. Wow. That's a shame. My take on that is that's just, a, that's just campaign nonsense to me because $1,000 doesn't do... I don't know. No, but Does $1,000 yes. a person make a difference? Okay, Maybe not to the right. three of us, but families that are out there that are really struggling. Yes. Well, it now officially would make a difference to me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. I got to buy a vase all I can. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to scoff at it because obviously that is going to help some people. It's going to help but a lot of the people. people. The people that don't need it maybe shouldn't be getting it. Yeah. Uh, if you thought there was a run on toilet paper when uh, COVID first broke on these shores, uh, Correspondent Jordy has a foul note here. There's a strain of coronavirus that causes severe diarrhea and vomiting in pigs and has been infecting swine herds in China since 2016 and could spread to humans. Researchers from North Carolina have now shown that SADS-CoV, a swine coronavirus, can infect and replicate itself within human airway, liver, and intestinal cells. He calls it the woohoo poo flu. Direct to you. Come he's adding on. this. He's adding this to his 2020 doom bingo card. Honest to God, it's a Daily Mail story. A coronavirus strain causes severe diarrhea and vomiting in pigs. It will spread to humans, or it can spread to humans, and has been taking place in China since 2016. And Jordy is choosing to call it the woohoo poo flu. Wow. He's so putting that on his going. 2020 Doom Bingo card. Oh, that's all we need, man. 
man. I'm going to go back to I, I've been saying it a lot for the past few months. I, I'm sick of knowing stuff, and yeah. that's something I don't. I, I didn't want to know that, Jordy. Keep yeah. that stuff to yourself, man. <laughs> a lot of people like to share stuff with us. Yes, they do. A lot of people like to jog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Only because they come to us all the way from Mumbai, India. Where? Mumbai, India. Got it. That's over it's, there. It's on this date in Minnesota history, uh, October 26th. On this day in 1950, Edward Calvin Kendall and Philip Schulwalter Hench, Mayo Clinic doctors, and Thaddeus Reichstein, a Swiss doctor, are awarded the Nobel Prize in Medicine for the development of cortisone. Huh. Huh. And on this day in 1960, sports-related, what happened, Reavers? One more time. Uh, Give me that date. On this day, October 26, 1960, we got the word. This has to be Vikings or Twins-related. Twins? Uh, We were announcing that Major League Baseball was coming to uh, Bloomington. On October 26, 1960, Calvin Griffith decides to move his Washington Senators to Minnesota, where the club is renamed the Twins. Nice. That happened on this day. In 1960, and boy, I recall a real massive excitement. Was was it announced Twins or Vikings first? It's <sighs> a good question. I uh, we can ask I, Pat. I guess well, we do wouldn't it come stuff? up on this day in Minnesota history? Possibly. And I haven't seen it yet. Possibly, I haven't seen it yet. Okay, so it was announced we were getting baseball first. I believe so. Okay, I believe so. And it was immediate fever. Like we we were we had baseball fever. I remember you had to go to the hardware store to get a Twins hat. That's the only place that had them. <laughs> nice. Well, I bet you could still get a hat at Frat's Place. Probably. No, you know what? I don't see hats at Frat's Place. I was at the Frat in Eden Prairie over the weekend. Boy, what a great store. And I was you know, in the need of killing some time because I was around my family way too much. So I just wandered the, uh, the aisles a little bit and kind of looked. At, I think I'm going to bite the bullet this year, boys. I think I'm getting a snowblower. Uh, why wouldn't you? Well, I don't have a very long driveway. Yeah. So it takes me roughly 20 minutes to shovel the driveway. But what I do have is I've got the sidewalk that I always have to take care of for the kids to get to school and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm going to finally bite the bullet and get a snowblower. Well, a snowblower is worth it for that one day a year when you get 15 inches of snow. Well, one day a year. The other, you, well, the other got reason. got a snowblower. And you're out there with that snowblower when there's a dusting. Give me a break, pal. I am not. Don't in fact, that's how I get No, No, that's how I get steps in, doing it by hand. I get a lot of steps in, doing it by hand. Steps in? Yeah, on my oh. phone, it counts your steps. Okay, idiot. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. But here's what I'm looking at. I'm thinking... Well, this could be a fun project for me to be outside away from the fam during oh, the God, winter. God, yes. Yeah. A, that's called the real mechanical value of time. It's yeah. a subset of the of going in. No, i got to go to the neighbor's house, hon. I'll be back in an hour. Here's the Reavers. book right here. Here's the book called Garage Logic, a companion guide to life in the radio town. I can just answer that question for you. I'm going to the table of contents, and we go to here we go. Uh, going in subsets, page 107. And we come up with, uh, here it is, going in subsets, RMVT. The real mechanical value of time is similar to going in, but is taken into consideration only on only small preordained tasks, such as putting on the new license plate tabs. Everybody knows this doesn't take long, but it should take long enough to produce a meaningful garage experience. 
possibly including beer in a ball game. If asked, you can always say that the plate needed to be removed from the car and straightened from that time it got crunched at the mall. <laughs> now, here's something that might more accurately apply. It's another subset of going in. Here's something that might more accurately apply to your acquisition of a snowblower right. from Fratelloni's. CITP, Cylinder Index Tasking Priority, simply refer, re, refers to using as many cylinders as possible on a project. For example, a one-cylinder chainsaw is adequate to remove a large storm-damaged tree limb, but, but why go with one cylinder when you could just as easily use four? Involve a couple of lawn tractors with a rope tied to the broken limb and maybe a sentry in the old Harley-Davidson golf cart down on the bend of the street to warn traffic that any minute now, a couple of lawn tractors will be towing a large tree limb away from a damaged tree, and you have exercised oh, yes. a textbook case of CITP, Cylinder yes. Index Tasking Priority. Hell yes. Those are the subsets of going in and going in just as a reminder uh well i don't that's too comp that's too long of a chapter to read going in Chris. going in means you uh you uh you go you're in until you in. come out the other side yeah that's you're going right. in you fix the project's leaky, getting you, done you fix a leaky drain you're going to come out on the other yep. side and end up in a different room right. yep <laughs> you, you went in <laughs> you went in there is so much satisfaction to be gained by blowing snow, and I would encourage you to spend real money and get a dual stage. That's the big one with the big 12 horse that's self-propelled and the chute that you can put it anywhere, and you're going to learn how to work with the wind and manage space and to blow and re-blow. I know you don't know what blow and re-blow means, but sometimes you have to move the snow from one side of the driveway to the other side of the driveway before you can blow it way off the driveway. Ah. And there's just so, and then you finish the job and you look at it and you go, oh, got to touch up there, got to touch up there, I got to square that off. And then there's the neighbors. You get in over the neighbors to that virgin snow that mm -hmm, hasn't been mm -hmm. touched, and you do. Oh my God! There's just so much satisfaction. And you got to get I a told cu you. cup holder. You put a cup holder on. I told you I've <laughs> cuckolded my neighbor because yeah. I'm yeah. taking care of his snow for him. He has he 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 just he, he can't do it. He's not up to the task. Well, let me ask because what is protocol? Because my guy across the street, Ryan, has routinely done my driveway, and I th thank you, no problem at all. Pro no, 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 no. Protocol is now you get the blower. When you get out there, you do his driveway before you do yours. But is he also looking at that as the same type of project? Yeah, you're FF, and you're. It's almost a female fun limitation fact. That's totally what I'm worried is. about. Totally is. Okay, but yeah. but you've got to do it. You've got you know. It's no no fun no, with Kenny. You don't know. He does it if the guy's not home or if the guy's out of town. But you're not going to deprive a guy of a virgin snowfield. My, my one of my neighbors, Dave, got a new snowblower about three years ago. And now we're in competition for doing other neighbors' driveways. We're going up and down the alley trying to get them done before the other does. See, it's, I only have a single fun. stage. I only have a single stage. Oh, it's just fun following that thing around, yeah. doing all the work. You're just holding on. All right, oh, I'm going to text Fratelloni right now and get one ordered for. But you got to remember, Kenny. He just got done. Chris just got done telling us he has a very short driveway. Uh, a two-stage might be overkill. No, no, go for the two-stage. There's no right. such thing. As What's your driveway composed of? Is it concrete? No, it's uh, it's tar. Asphalt. Yes. All right. Yeah, you can get away with a two-stage on that. Okay. Yeah. 
but you're going to be cleaning up the curb. You're, oh, my God, you're just going to be looking for spots to do. Wandering away, he's a mile away from home, whistling. Find a local ice rink. and yeah. you know <laughs> They don't do the snow on the ice rink on Sunday, so you're going to have to go over there and clear off a patch for the kiddos. All right. That's, yeah, it's like awesome. I said, the, the sidewalk that runs parallel to my house is the route that all the, ki- the neighbor kids take. Got to keep school. that clean, Chris. Yep. Got to keep it clean. And boy, yeah. that shoveling that thing, especially when we get with that heart attack snow, that's yep. not fun. That no, is not no. fun. You'll be the king of the neighborhood. Well, plus it's just it's a it's a no brainer. You must always be attempting to increase your cylinder index. That's a very yeah. good point. That's and something been, I've neglected. You've really neglected that something fierce. In fact, you don't even have a cylinder. You, you got uh, a six cylinder car, two six cylinder cars. Correct. That's twelve, it, and you got a lawnmower. Yep. That's 13. And I have two weed whips. Don't ask why. That's 14 and 15. I do have a snowblower, an old, old, very small snowblower that was gifted to me by my father-in-law. But I, it, it's, it's in it's need a, of no, a lot of repair. That's okay. That counts. So All that's right. 17. All You're right. at 17. All right. You're pathetic. What about the wife's vehicle? I counted it as part of the six. No, I, we own three. Oh, how many how many cylinders? That is one's that? also another six. Well, six in uh, so say yeah, you're about twenty three. That's all right. That's pathetic. No, that's not. That's, that's not just, all right. That's Wait, ridiculous. It, isn't it half your age? No, no you're no. supposed to be at you're, or above you know your what? age. Dang it. You don't even get a participation trophy. No, you're such no, you a don't loser. even get a ribbon. That's nothing. <laughs> F. <laughs> Hell, rookie might have more than that. I bet he does actually. Well, because he you gets have, to count his kids' vehicles. Please yeah. tell me you've got a couple of chunks of greasy garage wood in there. That I do have. Yes, that I gotta do have. have. That. Yep. Yeah, got to have that. How about an old outboard motor? Throw one of those in the corner. No, I don't have one of those. Leaf blower. Uh, I do have a leaf blower. I do have a leaf blower. Uh, you're, uh, you're a 24. All right, now we're getting somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, how, about, how about an old aluminum baseball bat? Does that one nope, count? Nope, no, it doesn't combust anything. Some of these new two-stages, Chris, they have... They have headlights on them. You can be out there at midnight what? blowing snow. Yeah, what, Paul, what, plus, what? Kenny, Kenny, you can get a little uh, hut to go around you, too. You know, plexiglass No, I don't windows. advise. I, I, I've got to advise against the little cab, Joe. My mom well, has one, and it's just yeah. a disaster. It gets in the way. It gets yeah. full of snow. You can't see out of it. I mean, if you're like my mom and you're five foot tall and you weigh 90 pounds, maybe that's fine. But grown adults should not have those hoods on their snowblowers. All right. All right, GLers, you've you've had a full complement of GL today, including the uh, the unwanted intrusion. In fact, um, I just got done sending an email to the uh, sales team. I'm, they're thinking that we could pro- possibly work that into an endorsement uh, daily on the show. What? For the CP. No, let's not. Let's, let's, uh, let's get that sponsored, huh? No, 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 no. Brought to you by Prune Juice. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> the Biden-Harris administration brings you this portion of... I'm gr- rethinking where I have to do this show now. <laughs> See you at the station tomorrow. Uh, yeah. Hey, don't forget to download the PodMN app for both your Google and Apple uh, devices. And also rate and review that for us. And you can also download some other fantastic shows. PodMN. Listen local. We'll catch you tomorrow on the Garage Logic Podcast.